Welcome to the Five Week Linguist Show. If you want to learn a language or you teach a language, you've come to the right place. Join Janina each week for tips, resources, and advice for making engaging language learning happen anytime, anywhere. Welcome to five weeks of pleasurable language learning. Week three. This week we're going to talk all about making reading comprehensible. Um, this is really critical. So if you go back a couple of weeks ago, you'll see we talked all about Krashen's theories of second language acquisition. And in that we talked all about input how important input was, right? At the end of the day, that's where we acquire language. And we do that through comprehensible input. And we talked about reading and that when we teach people how to read in their native language, we want them to be sort of the sweet spot to be able to understand between 90 and 94% of the text. Because if it's less than that, then it's too much of a struggle. It'll be submersion. It won't be it won't be a good experience. And then if it's above 94%, then they're not doing any problem solving. And so the, the same sort of applies for language learning, but not really at the same time. So for something to be comprehensible for languages, really it's about 95%, right? Understanding about 95% of the words. However, you know, how are you gonna find something that you understand consistently 95% of of the words, that's probably going to be really difficult as a learner, unless, of course, you have access to teachers that can modify things for you, or you know some of the types of resources that language teachers create and and use to make readings comprehensible. With that said, you'll then miss a lot of important cultural information as well. So I would say go ahead and read authentic texts that you like, and don't worry too much about that about the about that 95%, which is really the magic number, you can make it comprehensible, but you just have to go into it knowing that it's not going to be the kind of experience that you're used to, you're going to have to read a couple of times, you're gonna have to do a lot of things to make it comprehensible. So I want you to be able to access the content that you want to access. And I'm going to show you some ways to do it. The first way is to pick content that you like. And, and you see this, got a picture of food here. Um, I want to give the example of, you know, something maybe non-traditional reading, recipes. So I love recipes and uh, for language learners because it tells you a lot about culture. They're abundant online. And there's lots of video tutorials as well. And when we talk about text, you know, it can be an audio or a video text as well, right? It, it doesn't have to necessarily be a traditional, a traditional text as we know it. Um, music, not reading music necessarily, but rather reading song lyrics. Um, I think that this is a good activity for learning vocabulary. It's not great for learning sort of everyday things but if you love music and you're really interested in your target language culture i would really suggest something like lyrics training because there's a fair bit of reading and 
in in those activities, right? You read a lot of lyrics, you 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 listen to a lot of lyrics, and they do some close activities, and I think those are really quite good for beginners. So making reading comprehensible. Now, when you approach reading, obviously you have to learn to read and then you can read to learn. And in the United States, we would say usually around third grade is when we've kind of, we want students to have mastered reading, second, third grade, really mastered reading, and to when they can read completely independently and then they're, they're able to read to learn. And when you can read to learn, you can learn anything that you want. Um, but remember, our, our literacy skills are transferable. So that means once we can understand the script and vocabulary, then we can kind of, we can use it in the same way. We just have to know that there's going to be a lot of frustration. And um, I want to just teach you some strategies or share some strategies with you to make reading comprehensible. The first one are just post-it notes. So if you're reading something, you know, you can maybe take a post-it note on, on every page and you can write down the words that you don't know. You can use post-it notes in the margins to help you. I think that reading in a foreign language, you're, you're not going to be able to just gloss over it and read like you're, like you're used to reading in your, your own language. If you're, you know, when you're a completely literate person is going to have a, it, it'll be a shocking experience. It'll be frustrating and you might not go back and do it if you, if you don't incorporate some things to help you cope with the text. Um, I really like small post-it notes too, to, to, to put in the text. That's really helpful when it's not my text. Um, I think those really help. And also then understanding that you might have to go through and skim through it and start picking out words that you don't know and then write them on the post-it note and then look them up and then go back and read it again. And then that might be digging really deep into the text. Um, reading it two and three times might be what you need to understand it, which isn't necessarily a pleasurable experience, but you will learn so much vocabulary and grammar. Another way to do that same activity is to take a piece of paper and you fold it in half and you just cut out the middle and then you open it up and you've got a frame. So now you can put that over your page or, or your book and then write everything, all your notes there in the margin if you can't mark in the text. Marking in the text is ideal because it's very active and you can underline, you can write in the margins, but if you can't do that, this is a great, great, great way to do it. You just, you write notes, you look up words you don't know, and then you use that and you're going to read it a couple of times. So making reading um, comprehensible, some other activities to make reading comprehensible. Um, I really like to do journal summaries. So doing something like writing a short, you know, bu even bullet points. So finding eight things from the text, eight facts, eight, and, and I say eight, it could be any number you want, but I think eight is very manageable. Um, every chapter, maybe eight things that were important. And then you kind of put those things together and then you've got a summary. So it's great because it forces you to go back into the text and find specific things. It makes you read it again, which of course makes that deep understanding come to you. Q and A, I love to write questions that can, the answers can be found in the text. And this is really fun if you read with somebody else 
or read with a group of people. If you're, if you're lucky enough to be able to do that, um, you know, just, you know, put your hand out who, what, where, when, and why, and even trace your hand and you can write who, what, when, where, why, and you can write in each one of those things. Or if you're doing this with a, with a, a partner or with a group, writing the questions and then actually writing the answers to them. And then, then you can make it interactive. And this is a great activity to do with students. So I say, I write 10 questions and answers from the text, and then we take turns asking back and forth. So I ask, me and my partner ask another group the question, and then they have the answer and, and, and back and forth. And it makes it a good speaking and listening activity as well. I adore book clubs. They're so fun reading a book with a group of people. And you'll get insights and discussion. And I would love, th this is a really fun activity. And if a book is not manageable, it can be as simple as reading an article with a friend and helping each other understand. Um, some other ways to dig back into the text are to be, you know, writing X number of facts, right? You pick the number or writing opinions. And at the end of the day, even, you know, these are sort of things that we might do in a traditional school environment, but I want to invite you to think about them if you are an independent language learner, because what it does is it makes the text interactive. And another thing that's really great, if you were to keep one notebook to do these kinds of activities, it's really rewarding to see your progress over a period of time and how much easier it gets to write in language. So, so there's that reciprocity and literacy between reading and writing. So all of this reading that you do will help build your writing skills, right? And it is, it's the fast track to fluency. This particular tool I absolutely love. It's called ReadLang. It's a Chrome browser extension. And as you see, you can kind of uh, install it and you put the cursor over different words and you can look them up. And they translate words for you and then it makes flashcards. And to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever made the flashcards, but what I absolutely love about it is when you sign up, you'll sign up for your language or languages or whatever that might be and it's going to feed you suggestions which again brings you to that culture piece right you get to you're going to have all this access to culture that you wouldn't have had it's absolutely fantastic right you're going to get real italian newspapers real french magazines through this read lang absolutely brilliant um this i, I want to show you this example of sort of web surfing, I guess, for lack of a better word. And I like, I like shopping and I like clothes and I really love target language stores. And I say stores, it could really be anything that, anything that you're interested in. Now, what's great about sort of e-commerce and stores and, and, and websites is that they provide so many visuals. It's very comprehensible. You can learn tons of vocabulary. So um, another example that is in many languages is versions all over the world of, I want to say QVC or the Home Shopping Network and or I think those are different things. Um, 
and they might be called, you know, have different, different names and different languages, but basically those are the equivalent of those has this kind of thing, lots of very comprehensible visual things to read that are that are often updated as well. So there's a great opportunity to do some reading if you are in the, the novice level, it's fantastic. Google News, they do a fantastic job of feeding you lots of suggestions. So you can change settings, you can search, and it's gonna give you lots of you know real current stuff to read and listen to. Um, I'm a huge fan of Audible. And as I said, not all texts are, texts can be audio as well. And I think this is one of my very, very, very favorite language learning tools is audiobooks. Whether I'm at the A novice level or whether I'm advanced in a language, it's got courses, it's got comprehensible, um, it's got podcasts, it's got novels, it has something for just a, it's a gold mine for for language learners and i know that a lot of libraries do something similar with audio books as well if if you know paying a subscription isn't exactly something that you're you're interested in doing i mean i consume all the books so i'm very happy to and i have a commute and which is a huge part of my language learning routine and this this just makes it happen i get a certain number of credits every year and i go through them and it's it's great. I'm really, really grateful for this program and with all of my language studies. And I also wanted to share with you Ollie Richards, his uh, Languages Through Stories. So Ollie's a polyglot and he's also a teacher and he understands well the research and its application about stories and reading and compelling content in different languages. And he does some great um, short stories for sort of, you know, beginner, high beginner slash intermediate. And I want to say that his audio, the audio versions, I want to say have a have a PDF that goes with them. So a really, really great resource. So next time we're going to talk more about uh, binge watching and pleasurable language learning. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Five Week Linguist Show with Janina Klimas. Join us each week here and visit us at reallifelanguage.com slash reallifelanguageblog for more resources for learning and teaching languages.